Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of E.W. Jackson for America. Great to be with you again. This is First Amendment Friday here on the Awakening Network uh, for E.W. Jackson for America. So I'll be happy to respond to your questions, your comments at ewjackson at ewjackson.com. Now, since it is Friday, this is the day I take an opportunity to ask you to continue your support your prayers, first and foremost, and I really mean that, because prayers can produce resources. Resources can never substitute for the power, the intervention, the grace of Almighty God. So prayer number one, first and foremost, I solicit your prayers, I need your prayers, I covet your prayers, I want your prayers. Please have me on your prayer list. Please have the things that we are doing on your prayer list Help us to get the breakthroughs that we really believe that God has set for us and do the things that God has called us to do. Uh, number two, thank you for your contributions. December is a very special month. It is the month of Christmas. It is the last month of the year. We are asking for a significant increase in our Patriot partner base. We have about 228, I think, Patriot partners right now. We lost some during covid uh, we want to get to 500. We want 500 Patriot partners. That's our faith. That's our goal. It's fairly modest when you really think about it. Well, all the people that we reach, 500 is a fairly modest goal. But that's where we want to get to. And we're hoping to be at 500 by the end of next year. I don't expect to get there by the end of this year. It's the first time we're doing a Patriot partner push in a while. But by the end of next year, we hope to be at 500. So I'm asking you, go to our website, standamerica.us, and if you're not already a Patriot partner, sign up as a Patriot partner, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 50. I said we've had Patriot partners for as little, and we have Patriot partners for as little as $5 a month. We have Patriot partners for as much as $1,000 a month. Anywhere in between is fine. Anywhere, whatever, wherever you land, we're grateful. Now let me add this. If you become a Patriot partner at $25 a month or more, we will send you a free Stan sweatshirt, nice sweatshirt that says Stand for Merry Christmas. It's a Christmas gift to you for signing up with us as a Patriot partner. Sometimes we give away our books. Sometimes we give away a variety of things. By the way, my new book is coming out soon. Uh, it will be out uh, toward the end of next month, as a matter of fact. So we are finally at the point where my new book is about to launch. It'll be a hardcover book selling for, I keep saying $28 or $29. Let me get that straight. I think it's $29. Bucks. But, um, but we, will, we will, in fact, we've already given away some of those books in advance <laughs> because there's some, some of the people who signed up for our uh, Youth Take a Stand conference last month. Last month, yeah, last month in, in, in November, November 19th, I think it was. Uh, so we're going to be giving away some more of those. But right now, it's, the, it's the, the sweatshirt that we're giving away as a Christmas gift to you. Stay, I said I've got to order one so I can hold it up and you can see it. Stand for Merry Christmas. A great message in a world where, no, don't say Merry Christmas. Say Happy Holidays. Say Winter Solstice, whatever. Amen. But... Whatever you can do to help us would be most appreciated. By the way, you can designate that for a variety of things. If you want to help our television program, you can designate it for that. If you want to help us with our other programming, you know, we have this Save the Children program. We've got 307 children murdered in America in the last couple of years in street violence. And we are trying to call attention to that. The mainstream media is not paying much attention to it at all. 
they're not connecting the dots. I mean, they'll cover a story here and there, but the, the, the story itself, which is this massive loss of life, particularly of children, uh, is just being ignored. And we are the only ones who are keeping count of these murders. And we have what we call a gallery of forgotten children in which we have the pictures of these children, their name, the age of their, their age, the date of their death and where it happened. We have these on uh, cards, uh, on um, display cards, so that anytime we hold an event, we put up the gallery of forgotten children and show people all these children who have been murdered. I mean, it's a travesty. So if you want to designate it for that program, feel free to do that. Whatever you do, we appreciate your support. We appreciate your help. I said this yesterday. I'll say it again today. We are really believing God for a million-dollar donor because, and, and pray with us for that. As you know, people like Stacey Abrams, I mean, they're getting a hundred, she got a hundred million dollars from George Soros and all this, that evil crowd. Surely there's a Christian out there or more, more than one, a Christian out there who loves God, whose heart will be touched by what we're trying to do, bringing Americans together across racial and cultural lines, as opposed to all this division that is being stoked by Black Lives Matter and these other organizations and will write us a big check to really put us on a solid footing so that I'm not raising money from quarter to quarter to keep our budget going and to keep my staff paid and all of that. But we've got money in the bank and I can be looking ahead a year rather than looking ahead a quarter. So we're believing that for God for that. Would you pray for that for us that not just one, but more than that? Uh, some of the, the organizational leaders I know got their first breakthrough when somebody stepped up and wrote them a major check to get them started. Uh, there are organizations with far bigger budgets than we have who, in my view, frankly, are far less effective. So we're being effective with every dollar that we get. So help us. And thank you for your help. Go to standamerica.us. That's standamerica.us. And we'll be ever so grateful. Uh, okay. Two things I want to cover today. Uh, remember, it's First Amendment Friday, so you can email me at ewjackson at ewjackson.com with any question or comment you'd like me to respond to. And I, I will take a look in about 10 minutes. I promise you, I'll take a look in about 10 minutes to see whether I've got any mail. Uh, I don't usually get any on this program. Of course, I get lots of calls on my radio program. Don't usually get any mail. Some, I've gotten one here and there, uh, but don't usually get much comment. But here again, feel free to, to raise a question, uh, comment, and I'll respond to it, okay? I give you my word. I will respond. At least I'll look. If there's anything to respond to, I will respond. <laughs> uh, two things today. Uh, one is obviously this swap. Uh, uh, first of all, let me say again, I am glad that, uh, what's her name, uh, Brittany Grenier, is coming home. Very glad for that. Uh, I had a caller, yeah, Brittany Griner. I say Grenier, Brittany Griner. Uh, I had a caller uh, yesterday on my radio program say, but she was carrying drugs in violation of Russian law, so she was where she belonged. I, I, I don't, I, look, she clearly had uh, apparently hashish oil. She claimed she was using it for pain not to get high on. I, I don't know her, so I don't know whether to believe that or not. Here's what I do believe, that Russia 
is always looking for a point of leverage against the United States of America. This was their opportunity, so she became a pawn in their game. They didn't arrest her and lock her up because they really felt she had done something wrong and that she needed to be punished according to Russian law. They arrested her and locked her up because they knew that this would be a point of leverage against the United States of America. Now, that's what I believe. I believe, even though uh, from what I know about Brittany Griner, obviously I don't have any agreement with her on political matters. Maybe she'll change now that she's been through this. So I don't have, I'm, I, and I'm not a fan of, of, uh, of, I'm not a fan of any professional sports anymore. I'm trying to get into more college sports now so I can at least watch sports where I'm not insulted as a patriot and have my flag denigrated and all this garbage that, that's happened over the last several years. Um, but I believe her before I believe Vladimir Putin. I believe her before I believe the Russian system. She is my fellow American. I'll stand with her before I'll stand with them. And so I'm glad she's coming home. However, there are some very serious questions, and I'm in agreement with those questions, about swapping her for who our own law enforcement and drug agency have have called the most dangerous man in the world, a vicious arms dealer who has gotten many Americans killed, who, who arms drug cartels and terrorists around the world. And that now that he's released, he will get more Americans killed. That apparently this is a truly bad actor. I mean, this is, this is, the, this is the James Bond villain, except this is real life. That's how bad this guy really is. And my understanding also, Dan Bongino reported that the Trump administration had an opportunity to trade him for Paul Whelan, the Marine who's still held in Russia, and would not do it. Would not do it. They felt that this guy was just that bad that giving him up for Paul Whelan, who is not a bad actor, who is not somebody who's done something wrong. Oh, they've accused him of some kind of little minor espionage nonsense. I don't believe that either. I believe that they, if, if apparently somebody handed him a jump drive, and if that in fact happened, it was a plant. Marine Corps veteran, he's there in Russia on business, and they had an opportunity once again to gain some leverage over the United States of America. They've been holding that man for four years. He's in bad health. He should be coming home. So trading uh, uh, this, this, this guy, let's uh, Boot, for a basketball player, should the trade, any trade at all been made for Boot? Well, the Trump administration apparently declined to do so. But if a trade was going to be made, at the very least, two for one, at the very least? At the very least, or, or all the Americans you're holding, bring them home at the very least. Um, you know, I know a lot, I talk to a lot of people nowadays who, um, 
Yeah, this guy's called the Merchant of Death. Now, that's quite a nickname, isn't it? The Merchant of Death. I know I talk to a lot of people these days. Oh, his name is Victor, Victor Boot, B-O-U-T, Victor Boot. I talk to a lot of people these days who are expressing, uh, how can I put this? I don't want to overstate the case. Misgivings about Donald Trump. I mean, love the man, are glad for, for the time he served as president, but believe it's time to move on. I talk to a lot of people like that. Um, we'll vote for him, I have no doubt. Folks who will vote for him if he wins the nomination, but have questions about whether he's the best person to represent the, the, A, the Republican Party, and B, the country in a future presidency. No matter where we stand on that, there is no question, when Donald Trump was president, he projected strength. And because he projected strength, he was able to gain concessions internationally that you simply do not gain when you project weakness. And Biden projects weakness. Everything from his personal persona, the shuffling, the forgetting, the not knowing where he is, the you see with that, that handshake with Macron, I mean, I felt embarrassed for the country when he was shaking Macron's handshake. Did you see it where he just kind of froze and was looking off into, the, into space like, like he was catatonic, like he forgot where he was? I'm serious. That's the way it looked. And Macron is kind of standing there embarrassed, and then he taps him on the arm and smiles like everything is fine. But oh, Biden doesn't let go and he doesn't look. He just keeps staring off into space. And then Macron just kind of smiles and he taps him on. And finally, it's like well, Biden comes to himself and lets go. I mean, the whole world is looking at that and thinking, oh, my goodness, this guy doesn't even know where he is. The need to, not to mention, I mean, how many countries would accept the kind of border invasion that we, we are accepting? I mean, he wants to go back into the Iran nuclear deal, weakness. Everybody in the Middle East knows that that's, that's weakness because Iran is a bad actor. He wants to go back into the, the Paris Climate Accord, and everybody knows that China could care less about any climate change nonsense. They are busy industrializing and 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 advancing the technological state of China and building up their military and doing everything in their power to be in a position to supersede the United States. They're not thinking about this stuff. Xi Jinping is a communist dictator who is thinking only about what's good for China, and he is not buying in to any apocalyptic nonsense about the end of the world as a result of climate change. And what we're doing is bending and bowing and, and, and we're, we're going to give reparations to countries and we owe them. Just, it's utter suicide because we're saying to the world, we're weak, we're feckless, we're, we're, we're bad, we're, we're wrong. 
we owe the world, once again, without going on an apology tour, Biden is projecting the same mentality that Obama had, which is we apologize to the world for our very existence. You can't negotiate with tyrants like Putin and Xi Jinping or anybody else when you're coming from a position of weakness. Strong negotiations happen from a position of strength. Good outcomes happen from a position of strength. And it's just, really, folks, I mean, on the one hand, we all make fun of Joe Biden and we all get a laugh out of it, but it's really very tragic. It's very tragic that we have such an out-of-touch person as president of the United States. Now, he's pushing through his far-left agenda. There's no question about that. They're getting that done. I mean, they just passed the Defense of Marriage Act, which is, that thing is an abomination, folks. These people are really trying to turn the United States of America into Sodom and Gomorrah. And in the meantime, I, you, you watch. Mark my words in the next year, okay? Mark my words. You can take this clip, and you can, if you can know how to edit, you can grab it and hold it and save it. A year from now, we're going to be talking about the increase in lawsuits and actions against Christians who won't bow to the LGBTQ mafia or what I call the SPCG mafia, the sexual perversion child grooming mafia, who won't bow to it. And they're going to get sued. They're going to get fired from their jobs. They're going to have their businesses boycotted. They're going to have their licenses pulled. They're going to have every kind of, oh, you're violating federal law. So this is, not, this is not just an opportunity to advance the homosexual, transgender activist agenda. This is an opportunity to once again put down, suppress, stop, put an end to the Judeo-Christian value system of our country because it's in their way. It's in their way. Even thou shalt not steal. It's in their way. Well, property, taking property is really not a violent crime. That's really not a big deal. As long as you take under $1,000, that's just a misdemeanor. We won't even arrest people for that. But our Judeo-Christian value system says you shall not steal. It doesn't matter how little you have. It doesn't matter how much a store has. It is wrong. It is sin. It is immoral. They want to do away with all of that. Oh, your family, you think, you think mothers and fathers are supposed to raise their children and bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? No, no, the state will do that. We'll teach your children at three years old that they might be transgender. You shut up because you you, you're too ignorant to know what's right and what's best. And the state will take over, thank you very much, because the state is much more sophisticated and knowledgeable and enlightened than the parents. So they want to do, a, do away with the Judeo-Christian value system altogether so that they can have a wide berth to do every ungodly, immoral, anarchic, chaotic, degenerate, depraved thing they want to do. That's where this is going. And you mark my words. I think it's probably about five years away still. But you mark my words five years from now there's going to be a significant push to normalize pedophilia and to say children can make their own sexual decisions. You watch. Well, look, if they're saying children can make their own gender decisions and decide that they want to get an operation 
and decide they want to have their genitalia cut off, they want to have their breasts cut off, or decide at three years old they can come out. Like I heard one stupid parent say, oh, my Johnny came out as a girl at three years old. I'm so proud of her or him. A three-year-old doesn't even know their way to the bathroom. But they're making decisions about their gender. Give me a break. But see, they want to destroy the Judeo-Christian model of the family, the biblical model of the family. They want to destroy that. And this is a way to do it. George Lukacs, the famous uh, communist commissar of Hungary in 1913, began the process of dismantling families by teaching children sex education that was completely contrary to their parents' orthodox views as a way of separating the children from their parents. This is not new, folks. This is Marxist and communist through and through. Well, that's where we are. Um, we've got a weak administration, and this trade of uh, Victor Boot for uh, Brittany Griner is just, just one more indication of the internal moral weakness of our country right now as a result of the person who's been elected president. Uh, and I say that uh, with a grain of salt because the more we find out about how the government colluded with big tech to stop the Hunter Biden story from becoming known by most Americans, the more cause we have to say that the 2020 election was stolen. Even if you ignore all of the shenanigans that COVID, that they basically use COVID as an excuse to pull the ballot harvesting, the mail-in ballots, the drop boxes, um, all the issues that, that were had with these machines. Uh, uh, you, it, uh, 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 Mark Zuckerberg spending $450 million buying off election boards and whatnot. Uh, even if you ignore all of that, the suppression of the story that Joe Biden may well be have engaged in a, in a uh, influence peddling conspiracy with his son to use the office of the presidency to enrich the Biden family. The fact that that story was suppressed, we know from polling had an impact on the way people voted and may have single-handedly changed the outcome of the election. And that's who we've got. We've got Joe Biden as president of the United States. There's no way of undoing it. There's no way of reversing it now. Uh, that's the way it is. Uh, I'm going to take a look here and see whether I have um, any questions. Uh, no, I don't see any questions. So let me, let me say this, folks. Um, E.W. Jackson, EWJackson.com. So I kept my promise. I looked. I'll look one more time before the program is over. Uh, I have I have resumed my Twitter account. I, my Twitter account has not been opened. I hope that ultimately a little, you know, a, a guy with a smaller audience like mine. I only had about six thousand followers when they closed my account. Who knows what it would have grown in, grown to if I'd had it for three years by now. I mean, who knows? But nevertheless, they closed it. Uh, these totalitarians totalitarianists, these tyrants, these little budding uh, communist dictators uh, closed my account. We know now they were colluding with the United States government. They were colluding with the FBI to do all of this. I have now started a new account. It's called 
EWJ, the number four, America. That's EWJ, the number four, America. So if you are on Twitter, if you use Twitter, look for my account. And I have to admit, I've gotten out of the habit of posting. I've got to get back into it or hire somebody to do some posting for me uh, because I've got a full plate, a full schedule. But I'm going to look, try to look at my account every day and try to get back in the swing of it uh, so that I begin to grow my account, grow my Twitter account again, grow my Twitter following again. Um, I don't have millions of followers on Twitter. I'd love to, but I don't. Uh, and I look at when I when they close up my account, I just got disgusted and just forgot about the whole thing. I didn't even try again. But now that uh, that uh, Elon Musk has taken over, I'm thinking, well, you know what? Maybe maybe I can get back into the mix. And so uh, I'm going to be doing that uh, might be a blessing in disguise, because if I ever run for public office again, they won't have they won't have three years worth of Twitter posts to go back and say, oh, look at how crazy he is. Look at what he said. Over here. So they will have that. But if I start posting again, believe me, they'll, they'll, if, if I were ever to run again, they'll go right back to it and they'll pull stuff out from who knows how long ago and try to show just how crazy I am. You know, I had this insight. I may go a little bit over the day because I got one more issue I want to cover. Um, well, actually, we're into it, which is the issue of Twitter. I had this insight. You know, what has happened is, I, I talked about this before, but I had this additional thought about it. You know, we have got to change our vocabulary and not even answer to the vocabulary of right or far right, because the fact of the matter is we're not. We're at the center. We're really at the center. And the left has gone so far left that in order to make themselves seem legitimate, they have to characterize us as far right, but we're not. It's not far right to believe that marriage is a union between one man and one woman or extremist. It's not far right or extremist to believe that there are two genders, male and female, and everything else is a fiction and a concoction in the mind of some perverse person who doesn't know his head from a hole in the wall. That's not, that's not far right. That's mainstream. That's right down the center. Man and woman, that's what God made, that's all there is. Male and female, husband and wife, father and mother, that's a marriage, that's it, that's all there is. That's not, that's not far right. It's not far right to believe that a baby, in fact, even people on the left, if they want to keep the child, you know what they call it? They don't say, oh, I'm having a fetus. A woman says, hey, hey, would you like a drink? No, I can't drink, it might affect my baby. She didn't say, well, it might affect my fetus. But then the language flips when you don't want it, and suddenly it's a blob, it's a fetus, it's not life, it's not real, it's not this. They're the ones who are extremists because they turn on a dime depending on their mindset. Well, come on, reality's not like that. So we have to adopt the language, we are the center. We are the center. They are the extremists. They're way out on the left. We're not way out on the right. We're right at the center of mainstream, normal, appropriate thinking. We've got, we've got to begin to talk that way and think that way because it's the truth. Uh, I wanted to mention 
since I've told you, I'm back on Twitter. My old account was shut down, which is EW Jackson SR, but my new account, which I've just established, EW, EWJ, the number four, America. That's my new account, EWJ, the number four, America. I wanted to say this about Twitter. You know, I said it, it is shocking, and it is. I've been saying all along that big tech are not private companies. These are cases of the first impression, as we call in the law. In other words, there's never been anything like this. This is not like a person who's become rich building railroads or become rich digging for oil or become rich manufacturing widgets. This is strictly communication. This is strictly about the ability of people to transmit ideas. This is something that goes to the heart of the First Amendment and dismissing them because, well, they're private companies, so the First Amendment doesn't apply, I think is a big mistake. <clears throat> but now we know that these companies are partnering with the government. Well, they're so big, there's no way they wouldn't be. The government now relies upon them in a whole host of ways. So they're not really private companies in the classical or traditional sense of the term. And we can't ignore them and allow them to censor and say, oh, well, they're private companies. It just, it's not that simple. It's far more complicated than that. We've never had anything like this. Well, you've got Google with a, a virtual monopoly over research and Twitter and Facebook with a virtual monopoly over the ability to communicate with people en masse. And once they decide, well, we're not allowing conservatives to communicate, I told you all I was kicked off Twitter, and then I've now been kicked off YouTube, over COVID, by the way, about things we said, and, and Dan Bongino said the same thing, over things we said that have proved to be true. But do you think they'd go back and say, oh, well, because that was not the point anyway. The point was to use it as an excuse to get rid of conservative voices, to get rid of mainstream voices. They only want far left voices on there. That's the point. They only want Marxist and communist voices on there. And these idiots don't have the sense to understand that the very people that they're supporting were to come to the full extent of the power that they want under their way of thinking, their ideology, these companies would be the first to go, or at least the first to be taken over. I think they're going to leave these people with private property and the ability to do what they want to do with it. That's not the way Marxism works. But you know, this has been true throughout history. The very people who supported these communist and Marxist revolutions are the very people who end up getting killed by the revolutions that they supported. Happened in the French Revolution too. But about one wealthy couple that supported Robespierre, supported the revolution from, from the very beginning. They were faithful, committed followers that financed much of the revolution's activity and they ended up guillotining them both. Robespierre himself was guillotined. That's the way it works because this stuff is rooted and grounded in evil. It's godless. It has no moral framework. And when you have a framework that says the only thing that matters is winning, the only thing that matters is victory over our political enemies, the only thing that matters is shutting down all opposition, then anything goes.
because anything you do to further that end is moral. And anything that interferes with that is immoral. So you can lie, you can steal, you can cheat, you can kill, you can commit genocide as long as it's in keeping with the ultimate goal and it doesn't matter. They have no transcendent moral framework like we as Christians do. So I've said before, if I have to cheat to win an election, I would rather lose because I have to stand before God and give an account for the deeds done in the body. And I'm not going to stand before God and say, well, Lord, I had to lie and cheat in that case because it was just too important not to. I'm not doing it because I do believe there's a transcendent moral framework to which we must all answer. That puts us at a practical disadvantage against these leftists who have no moral framework, but it puts us at a vast spiritual advantage. And they cannot overpower the weapons of our warfare. The Bible says the light shines in darkness and the darkness, old covenant says comprehends, new covenant and, and more modern translations say basically what the word really means is the darkness overcomes it not. The darkness cannot overcome the light. All right, folks, well, listen. Um, okay, I'm checking my, my box. I don't see any questions. I'm just checking, checking. Okay, I see no questions. So listen, God bless each and every one of you. Have a great weekend. If you're in the local area, I am going to be at my church, 943 Canal Drive in Chesapeake. And let me see, what, what is the date here? We've got, we've got two Sundays before Christmas. Two Sundays before Christmas, yep. You know what? I'm gonna be preaching a Christmas message for the next two weeks. So come and join us. And we have a, uh, a Christmas Eve service on the 24th. We will not be having a Sunday morning service on Christmas Day, but we will be having a Christmas Eve service on the 24th at 7 p.m. A Christmas Eve service on the 24th at 7 p.m. But we'll be there this Sunday and next Sunday, 943 Canal Drive at 11 a.m. I will be there preaching. And if you want to join us uh, online, we will be live streaming at about 11.20 a.m., and you can pick that up at thecall.org, at ewjacksonforamerica.com. You can also pick it up at, uh, at standamerica.us. And, of course, on our Facebook page, where we are indeed being shadow banned. There's no question about it because I see my account is frozen. We, uh, we don't pick up any new followers at all. That's a, that's a mathematical impossibility. If you're not a follower of my Facebook page, go ahead and sign up. And, and share it with others, and let's see what happens. But I've been watching the numbers. They are not changing. It's almost as if nobody can now join and follow me. Facebook has shadow banned me. I don't even know how many of my, my followers, I'm supposed to have about 25,000 followers. I don't even know how many of those are actually seeing my program. So you can see, see me on these other venues as well, okay? Don't forget at 10.30 uh, in, in the evening, if you have DirecTV, 10.30 on Sunday nights, I'm on National Religious Broadcasters. You can check me out there for Vision Awakening as well. So look, if you're in the area, I hope I'll see you on Sunday morning. In the meantime, Merry Christmas. 
Remember the reason for the season. It's all about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not about how much money you have. Not about how many gifts you can buy or how many gifts you receive. It's all about celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Born of a virgin, laid in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes because there was no room for him in the end. Mary's baby, meek and humble lamb, the lily of the valley, the great I am. God bless each and every one of you. Remember to stand up, step up, speak up, refuse to back up because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.